All right, back here on the Sports Grind, presented by Dos Equis, broadcasting here from the Hazel Skyline Studios, 1-800-707-9760. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Zing Zing, two words, a key to any perfect cocktail, and that is Zing Zing. Make sure you try out their pre-made alcoholic drinks, or you can just stick to the original mix and add your own favorite alcohol, and you can pick that up at a Specs near you as well. That is Zing Zing, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Yeah, so Miss Sunshine was came out, aka Rihanna. She gets the Super Bowl halftime. There was a lot of rumors floating around. Now, I know Taylor Swift turned it down, but really, what surprised me is the reason why she turned it down. So you know, of course, people don't pay attention to music industry, but she's recording. And Jonah just let me know this has been going on for the last three or four years. But she's trying to re-record all her records or albums previous because she's trying to get her remasters and that's the thing i guess that's been going on because i've heard ashanti do that but i'm thinking like damn taylor like you you the chosen one i mean after kanye came out and just basically you know ripped the war basically out of your hand you had america fall in love for you there must be somebody out there didn't really like taylor swift not to get her her masters I think Scooter Brown, that guy, which they, he just another dude, I think over years, the industry underestimated him. But I, I, last time I heard, he sold her masters off somewhere. So that's why she turned it down. But I think it's good because I don't think Taylor Swift would have been a good fit for the halftime opinion, in my opinion. You're never going to make everybody happy with these. I mean, even before Rock Nation took over, you're never going to get people in America to agree who they want to see with a hundred and some million people viewing that the halftime show. But since Rock's taking over, uh, you know, definitely giving love to some of their artists, but it's obvious to me they wanted to go female. You know, they've gone female, you know, with J-Lo and, you know, Shakira and the whole Latin thing. Then they went back to having, you know, the West Coast with Dr. Dre Mel. So now they obviously, in my opinion, they were headstrong to try to find a female artist to do this. What you got? And despite Apple Music becoming, you know, the new presenting sponsor of the halftime show, mm-hmm. um, it is still Rock Nation family, though. Because oh, uh, yeah. Rihanna is, of course, with that yeah. label. Yeah. Well, Jay-Z feels like, hell, y'all call me in on the Kaepernick thing. I'm going to get my money's worth. You know? <laughs> I mean, this this is the deal. This is when he was catching hell from sitting there with Roger Goodell and everything and told everybody we passed kneeling. This is what it was about. He was going to run the go-ahead. Like, hey, man, I'm going to be part of the NFL somehow. Y'all don't let me buy a team because y'all can't get in y'all's country club. Then I'm going to let me run the halftime. You know, and that's what they're doing. You know? But uh, anyway, also... Going back before we go to Mike's phone call, sticking with some of the NFL games as well, too. Uh, before I get to last night's game, and we definitely got to preview this game tonight in the NFC East with the Dallas Cowboys on the road against the undefeated Giants. Um, Philly, Eagles. Look, man, like I said, I'm, I'm going to say this every Monday. Last Monday, I told y'all the Alabama quarterback slander that's been going around for the last decade or more. They can't put a quarterback in the league. It's over. It's over. Jalen Hurts and Tua did something that A.J. McCarron couldn't do because I didn't think he was treated fairly. They gave him the Doug Williams treatment. They gave they gave A.J. McCarron the, black, the old black quarterback treatment. That's what A.J. got. But Jalen Hurts is balling. Now, I heard in the offseason he worked on his deep throw accuracy. He's worked on it. And A.J. Brown, he's changed things for them. I mean, Devontae Smith has been quiet the first couple weeks. I know why, because I've had him on fantasy, kept him on the bench. Didn't start him yesterday, but of course he showed up. 100-some yards and a touchdown. Yeah, he did. Um, Their defense. 
I think they're blitzing a lot. Defense, I don't have Phillies. They're close. That, that three-tier that I'm giving y'all, Philly's kind of like right there. Not yet, but they could basically replace one of those teams as that top-tier defense that we see right now through three weeks. They're right there on that second tier. Right there knocking on it. Philly's defense is balling. Their secondary's balling. And I understand what people think of the commanders, but that's still a dominated performance. The eerie thing I hear from this, and again, I will tell you, and I will get I know for most people, especially in this region, Philly fan can get on people's nerve, especially Cowboys, because this is Cowboy Country. But let me tell you one thing. I'll say this again. I've got to give credit to Philly's organization in the front office. Because when the media and people have predicted them to go through a a total rebuild and overhaul, it never really takes these guys that long. The Ravens are the one team that's never really went through it yet. I put Philly in that next level to the Philly as an organization. Look, man, the Chip Kelly thing was a debacle. I mean, you had stability there with Andy Reid, and then you had Chip Kelly. It was embarrassing. It only took him a couple years recovering from that. They found a guy by the name of Doug Peterson, went on to win a Super Bowl. Doug Peterson doesn't start uh, talk to his starting quarterback all for eight weeks of the season. It goes awry. All of a sudden, they struggle, get some injury. He's out. They replace him with another up-and-coming young cat. They go on a hot run last week, last year to get into the playoffs, and look what you go. They say, okay, Jalen, we think you're the guy, but we're going to put some things. They're out, and arguably they look like they're the best team in the NFC and maybe probably the best team in the NFC. Maybe one of the better teams in the league, even though we're still early. So props to Philly. They dominated that game. I, I saw this story reports now, you know, some people not talk about it, but Sirianni, the head coach, you know, I, I like him. I feel I like his swag, but supposedly he showed basically a film the night before, you know, coaches always go and give you this hype stuff the night before they bring a speaker in. Well, he showed a video of Kobe Bryant. Everybody knows that Kobe is a lifelong, was a lifelong Philly fan. He sent some type of video that Kobe was talking about something ironically now if you believe in those things what was the final score of yesterday's game 24 to 8 weird okay but there's a lot of things going on in 2022 that's weird i mean that but yeah it's a lot of crazy stuff going on but yeah 24 to 8 final score um washington has defensive problems and that's not supposed to happen when you have a defensive minded coach and rob rivera i know young's on the sideline i, I wonder when the bus talk's gonna come out about him can't help the club from the tub Washington is still sitting there. I mean, Carson, we know what Carson is. I don't think he's played that bad through three weeks. Yesterday was nothing Carson's wins fault. He had no time to throw ever. But you got to give Philly credit. Washington, just bad ownership. You can't win with no owners, and you can't win with bad ownership. They're on a path toward the clock. They're going to get some people here and there. But it is what it is with Washington. Props to Philly, man. Philly should be on top of a lot of people's power rankings. They can run the ball. Jalen Hurts, is, is his legs are built like tree trunks. He, I mean, when he gets in the goal line, and A.J. Brown probably has been – I've got to do some apologizing. I'll call it right. I've got to do some apologizing to A.J. Brown because I didn't think, for one, he was worth the money. And number two, I didn't really know how much of A.J. Brown is really that number one receiver. He's made the difference for Philly. So far, we're right coming to the quarter pole, but I can only call it like I see it just through three weeks. So props to Philly that keeps going on. They really look like their class. Now, I will say this again, and the same thing I'm going to say about the Giants tonight. They're 2-0 and in the division. Dallas is coming in already with a blemish of one and over a good upset of Cincinnati last week. Until the Giants, until the Philadelphia Eagles or Washington, but I won't put Washington in this. Sorry, Glenn. They've got to show me that they can beat Dallas on the field. I don't give a damn if it's Dak, 
if it's Cooper Rush, Cool Rush, it don't matter. They've got to show they can be. And that starts with tonight, even with the Giants 2-0 at home. But Phillies definitely looks like they're a potent team ready to go. All right, before we get to Mike's phone, well, let's get to Mike's phone call, and then I'll talk about last night's game. Let's go to Mike. Mike, you're on the sports ground here on Ticket 760 and 1300 Zone and Fox South Central Texas. Waco, what's going on, my man? Yeah, what's going on, man? I'm a, I'm gonna have to talk bad about your Denver Broncos today, man. I got, I got, I got to say some things about the Denver Broncos that I seen in the game last night. Uh, first of all, the uh, the coach, the coach of the team. It's obvious that Hackett, I think that he's over his head right now. Um, he's trying to call the offensive plays and run the whole, run the team, the whole team. And I don't think he can, I don't think he can do that at this point right now. Uh, you know, he's, he's, like I say, you know, he has experience with Aaron Rodgers, this and that. But I think that, uh, this guy here is going to have to relinquish some of his duties, um, if he wants to be successful at, uh, at Denver. Uh, now, as far as Russell, uh, as far as uh, Russell goes, yeah, he's still guy. He's still a, a good quality quarterback in the NFL. But like you said earlier, uh, I think that Russell he doesn't want to get hit. He's taken a lot of hits over the last five to ten years, um, and I think that Russell is gonna. You're not gonna see the guy running as much as he as he had been. Now, let's, let's just talk about this running back Gordon. You know, I think you said something about him last week. Uh, this guy here, he scored. I think he scored a touchdown last week. But this guy here, he's not gonna finish the season. Uh, he'll he'll end up getting injured just like he does every year, and then Denver will be looking for a running back. Uh, and you know, just like I say, as far as the receivers go, they got some quality talent on the receiving core. But Denver, you know, as, as much as I hate to say this, man, I know you're probably gonna get mad at me, but I, I don't think Denver is a playoff team this year. Denver, they might they might make it to the playoffs next year, but I really don't see Denver uh, going to the playoffs, even though the AFC is a, a weak division this year. I still think that. Uh, the, the Chargers and um, the uh, Chargers and somebody else going to come out of there. But I just don't see Denver going to the playoffs this year. And I thank you for taking my call today. All right, Mike, thanks for the phone call. No, I'm not going to get mad at you for having an opinion. I mean, I was going to get into I mean, because you share it with a lot of people right now. But I was going to get into that game. And we, I mean, you can I don't know that's what you're going to talk about. But we can segue into last night's game. Uh, look, um, this is the way I look at it. And I'll kill two birds with one stone. I've told you how I feel about the defense. Um you know, 49ers last night, when we talked briefly about this game on Friday, I told you this is going to be a defensive, ugly type of game. Those are the type of games I like. If you listen to this show long enough, I'm a defensive type of guy. I will tell you this. 49ers offense is going to look a lot better than that against a lot of other teams they play because they don't have the defense Denver does, especially when they play at home. Okay? Now, I got more evidence to see if Denver's defense is really going to travel like that. But with that home, whoever they play, coming at home, you better bring with this brother defensive coordinator, you better bring your lunch pail. George Kittle is still not right. I mean, the one thing Denver's defense can't do is guard tight ends. Okay? Now, they might have had a good plan against George Kittle, but you really didn't hear anything from him. Now, George Kittle's defense, that's his first game back. Okay? 49ers are going to look a lot better than that offensively against other teams. On the other side of the other coin, on the Denver side, okay, let me tell you something, and I and I put this out to somebody on Facebook, and I know KC Rob messaged me on Sunday, and I told him this too. I've seen this story before, all right? And I'm never a prison moment, but people, we, we're in a different society now, microwave and people, hey, this is what, I've seen this story before. I'm going to take you back to Peyton Manning's first year with Gary Kubiak. 
I, this is the same exact stuff that was said about that team then when Gary Kubiak's first year there. When Peyton Manning came on and it was gone by John Fox chewing the gum, okay, Mr. John Fox, they let Peyton run his off. They let, Remember, there was the highest scoring team in history. Like in his second year, they set all them records. When they got embarrassed by Seattle in that Super Bowl, that's when a coaching change was made. The first domino of these multiple coaching changes Denver's gone through in the last eight years. You brought in Gary Kubiak. Everybody from the Mike Clisses of the world to the pundits that cover that game down there. It, the million-dollar question was, how is Gary Kubiak that comes from that tree that runs a zone block and seam, how in the hell is Peyton Manning going to run this offense? It was bad early on. You know when it changed? It opened up a little bit is when they both came to a middle and Gary start doing some of the stuff that basically that Peyton was alike to do when you had to concede. What I'm seeing right now, it's the same exact thing. Now, will the results be the same? I don't know because we know the results that ended with that. And I will remind people, Russell signed a five-year extension, not a one-year deal. This isn't a Phillip Rivers thing in Indy. Okay, this is a five year deal. When you take somebody from running and we're talking about a future Hall of Fame quarterback, when you take somebody from doing what they've been doing for 10 years and you put them in a new city and you put them with a rookie coach and a rookie staff and then he elects to just really handle them with gloves through OTAs and preseason even. You're going to see an effect of that. This is the same thing that was said about Peyton Manning his first year with Gary. He won a ring with Gary, didn't win it with John Fox. Also, the narrative with this situation, look, there is the San Francisco 49ers are going to make a lot of teams look like that defense offensively. Now, Denver's looked bad offensively against Seattle. Why? I mean, hell, they've been in the red zone now eight times. The problem before last night, they couldn't get it in. Fumbled at the two, one yard line twice that Monday night. Then you get in a defensive battle this way. The truth of the matter is, They've got to do better, but I will tell you, like I said last segment, how many points is Tampa Bay scoring? I mean, that drive, what I feel what Denver needs to do, there's two things. I think Russell is a little bit worried about getting hit. I think what we those rumors that we saw in Seattle, I think they're showing a little bit of truth that maybe he holds on the ball too long, but this is a better line than he ever had in Seattle. I knew that before we kicked off week one. The, they can run the ball with the best of them. Now, your question, Mike, I don't understand why Melvin Gordon is still on the roster. I mean, hell, they fumbled last night and got bailed out by Russell, and he comes in the other and celebrating. I'm like, man, sit your ass down. I don't know what you're celebrating for. I don't even want you out there. Boone should be. Boone's playing special teams. On that drive that they went to finally score that touchdown, whatever was in that drive, they will go back and need to look at tape, and I think it comes down to Hackett and Russ say, hey, let's look at what we're really doing have to do. And on that drive, throwing a pass to Kendall. It was third and 10, and Kendall, you don't even know who the hell I'm talking about unless you pay attention to Denver, had to catch a pass. But Tampa ain't scoring either. They win it by, you know, by defense. I get it, that's the GOAT. Oh, you want to talk about, well, good one's out. Mike Evans, uh, you know, serve in suspension. Uh, First year, I, I, no I, I, I will tell you this right now. When you get 250, and this is what the criticism for, this is why, because every, everybody's dissecting them like they picked them to win the damn West and they didn't. And everybody's picking them like they were Buffalo and they dissecting them like that. Why they're dissecting them is because he got 250. 
His wife has been on social media. They've been going to, uh, to banquets, to tennis matches. That's where they're getting picked by a microscope. I like Russell's comments after the game because he threw a jab back at, at, at Pete Carroll. See, Russ, unlike, let's say, Jared Judy, who took the bait on Shannon Sharp, talking about Judy can't basically run all these routes. He can't catch a pass. Well, Unc, and, and Shannon's Denver royalty. So that's a battle Judy can't win. Unc, that was a tip ball. He, Judy ain't really dropped no balls, but I get the frustration. Look, the truth of the matter is, you when you get 250 guaranteed, you got to go out there and win with who you got, receiver, even if it's a Kendall. But make no mistake about it. I said it in August because I knew it. And I was sick when the news broke. And I'll say it now. That Tim Patrick injury is humongous. It has not all the reason why they're struggling, but that was the guy that he had the chemistry. It's early. But all the criticism, all the offense, ranking 31 out of 32, only so many trips, only one touchdown to three. They're tied with the Kansas City Chiefs in first place. The team everybody and their mom kind of wanted to put up there because they were sexy, they owned three and last. Now, we only at the quarter point. But I'll just tell you, give it some time. The thing to move on from this, I heard the same thing with Gary Kubiak and Peyton. I think they'll fix it. They'll get better. But keep in mind, man, you are talking about in the first quarter poll of a rookie coach, a rookie defensive coordinator, and a guy that has taken. Think about if you're at your job listening to me right now, no matter what you do, you process, you have to focus. It's the structure you do. Imagine if somebody told you you got to do something different that you've accustomed to doing for 10 years. How long is it going to take you to get adjusted to it? Just saying. 1-800-707-976. You listen to the Sports Grind presented by Dos Equis. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail. Like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients. Just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang. Always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Crowd. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and Seafood Lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Professionalism, respect, accountability, and communication. These are the values at Tiger Sanitation, serving the needs of the greater San Antonio area. From residential to commercial waste and recycling services, Tiger Sanitation works hard to keep the communities they serve safe and clean. After all, as a local family-owned business, their families live, shop, and play here too. For more, visit TigerSanitation.com. Tiger Sanitation, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Listen up, San Antonio and Austin. Let me tell you about Stoli Vodka, our new partner. Handcrafted in Latvia, the award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. Uncompromising spirit is the kind of belief that turns players into icons. 100% grain-to-glass Stoli Vodka's starting lineup includes the iconic premium cucumber, vanilla, raspberry, and blueberry. If you want to learn more, visit Stoli.com. Stoli Vodka, official Sponsor of the sports crime. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. 
Now is the perfect time to get to specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, presented by Dos Equis, broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, Bartlett spinning the one and twos. And this next segment is going to be presented by Specs. All right, keep in mind, Specs has been... Uh, the destination for selection and savings since 1962. It's your one-stop shop with literally thousands of wine spirits, and it's been an everyday lower prices since then. Also, keep in mind, uh, whether you're watching the game or soaking up the last rays of the summer sun in Texas, and we've got some hot ones still left, Specs has you covered with lower prices in Texas and with your largest selection. That is Specs, official sponsor of the Sports Grind and an official sponsor of your Dallas Cowboys, who... I should say partner of the Dallas Cowboys who's in action tonight in MetLife, which I want to transition this game. But let me go ahead and just as things trickled in, um, Neff checking in. Like I said, man, I mean, the venom I'm getting at home and even the venom that I get, you know, from there, I would swear that they were Super Bowl favorite. They were Buffalo. I would swear that it was them instead of the Raiders and the Chargers who were talked about as the threat to dethrone Kansas City. That's what I, all the nitpicking and all this kind of stuff. Because like I said, Tampa can't score either. Tom's telling you that. They having to win games on defense. Shockingly, they got, there's two defenses that are cream of the crops that are helping really win ball games. Last time I checked, didn't the Super Bowl last year end on Darren Donald, right? On a defensive play. I'll take defense over offensive any day. Offense can come around. It might not be the Chiefs. It might be, I'll take defense. Ain't like you young cats. I'll take defense over any day. Period. But Neff is saying, hey, Calvin, the Bears and Broncos have a catfish record. Both could be easy to be 0-3. Oh, hey, Neff, I don't know about the Bears, but I'll tell you, okay, you say that. Denver's two fumbles away in the, in the, at the one-yard line on a Monday night from being 3-0. and And what? So it's easy you say they could be 0-3. They're a 64-yard field goal in decision and two fumbles at the one from being 3-0. and And you can only play who's in front of you. A lot of football left to go. I don't know. I mean, I had this team, Denver, really at a 10-win team. They should be at a 9 at the late, at the least, a 10-win team, however they get there, whether it's defense or offense. And I didn't know if that was good enough to get into the playoffs. But the, the, the scrutiny, it's all personal. It all has to do with Russ. It all has to do is because hey, he, Richard Sherman can't get him out of his mouth. Pause. Richard, Richard tweets every damn weekend some something about Russ. Like, come on, bro. Like, we know you were jealous of him in Seattle. We know that you were running behind closed doors pretty much calling him Uncle Tom because and, and you blamed the whole decision on him in regards to Super Bowl loss. But the one thing I like Russ, Russ listens to everything, but he don't respond. Kind of like me, he don't respond to everything. But he sent a subliminal yesterday after press conference. That was after one of Pete Carroll's smart-ass comments after they won week one. Last night, Russell's like, hey, you know, I guess I can't throw to my left. He listens to everything, but he don't comment to everything. Judy needs to take a page from that because Judy still shows a little bit of immaturity. But, but why are we dissecting this team? They were picked dead last in the AFC West by some. I don't know. I mean, there's a team in Vegas that's 0-3. They've got a rookie coach, too. He's not a rookie. He's been there before. It's been a year. But this was Mr. Josh McDaniels. 
Mr. Play Caller, Bill Belichick, Devontae Adams, they ass have to win Sunday night. Or Sunday, excuse me, that game's not a, they've got to win at 3 o'clock in Vegas out there against Denver. They've got to. They need that game more than Denver does. They're 0-3, and if they lose 0-3, they be 0-4, and that means a loss to the Chargers, a loss to Denver, and they ain't played Kansas City yet, so it damn near checkmate out. 1-800-707-9760. All right, keep it moving. Tonight, okay, that will, first of all, give credit before we move on to tonight's matchup, got to show some uh, love to the ATL. They were picked to be the worst team in football. They got a win up in 12-man in Seattle, old Mariota. Um, who else did Atlanta beat in week one? I think because they're one and two, right? They're not two and one. I think, are they one and two? What is their record? Well, they were battling with the Saints uh, in week one, if oh, you remember. Oh, that's right. The Saints came back and got them. That's right. So that was their first one. So they're one and two. Okay. But yeah, probably. they're looking to them. good. Yeah, no, they compete. I mean, they, they fight, you know, and they were really picked. Make no mistake about it. And I didn't do anything to push back on anybody that said that. Atlanta was supposed to be, I think they were still going to be, they're going to get a top three, top five pick. But Atlanta's fighting. That's maybe not somebody you can just chalk up. Speaking of the Saints. There's going to be some guys, Peter King, myself. There's going to be a lot of people that's going to be eating, might look like they're eating some cheese on the Saints. I don't know what the problem is. I feel like I know Jameis Winston. I mean, Jameis Winston, I don't understand that. I mean, the guy threw for 330, 50-some yards yesterday. Now, that's in, that's in, you want to talk about catfish, Neff? Those are some catfish numbers. Now, the Saints defense, I had them as a Super Bowl type of caliber defense. They're not in my top. They're not in 49ers. That they, they can't come to the table. Right now, it's the 49ers, Tampa Bay, and Denver. That's the defenses that set by themselves. The only question I got with Denver is can they travel like that on the road defense? They can play good. They're lights out at home. Okay? Texans moved the ball yesterday um, who, who did, on the Bears. They move the ball on the Bears. You're going to bring your lunch pail when you come into oh, whatever the hell they call it now. Invesco and Mahal, I can't say that. I don't know what the hell they call it. They can't call it Sports 30 anymore. You're going to bring your lunch pail. The only thing they can't happen is to have Chubb, which he's trying to get paid. He got three sacks. He's up there in top. He got three sacks through three games. He hungry. He knows his ass is in a contract year. and going to get cut if he don't perform. Okay? But I will tell you, that give credit to Atlanta. They're fine. The Saints, the leash doesn't need to be that long on Jameis, man. Put Andy Dalton in there. I mean, again, and I will tell you this, in fairness to Saints fan, and I will tell Saints fan, I know a couple of them, you don't replace a Hall of Fame coach that easy. There's going to be, I understand Nolan was on the sideline, especially what Sean Payton did as a, as a game caller. I know a, a Saints fan that can't couldn't stand Sean Payton play calling. Of course, I let him like crazy. We take back. We're like, all right, man. But that I would say, give it that. They're still in a division. <clears throat> Carolina just got their first win against them. Baker still got a low Q. Go look at his QBR negative. They still struggling a little bit. Matt Rule needed that win. Tampa just can't score. Okay, now it's going to look better once Goodwin gets healthy and Mike Evans. They'll get the offensive going. That was a blunder on that two-point conversion. Though you've got to have a play ready. You've got to have a play ready to go. So they they dropped, but Aaron, I thought Aaron needed that game. Since this might be the last time that we see those two, and he's kind of owned Aaron. I thought Aaron, the way he sent him out at home in Lambeau a couple years ago in the NFC Championship, he needed to come out and win that game. Uh, but props to Atlanta for fighting. Now, moving forward and looking at this game tonight, before we put a bow on week three. 
Um, Dallas at Giants. Look, the question is, what happens prior to Dak coming back if the defense has an off game? What happened? Because the defense has really been the, you know, carrying this team to even be 2-1. I mean, their offenses look good. I mean, I thought Cooper looked comfortable. You know, but again, Cincinnati, you know, they got a win against the Jets. But Cincinnati's a little bit suspect, still a little bit on defense. And, you know, how good is really the Cooper Rush look going against Cincinnati? Looks like they have some problems defensively. But what happens, and I don't anticipate tonight being that night that the defense falls off because really you need to circle and on number 26. I mean, Danny Dimes, I mean, you know, I don't know. You know, he can make some plays with his legs here and there. I think they play hard for this coach and Dable. I think that, you know, the defense definitely plays hard. This is going to be a defensive, another possible defensive struggle. The total set at 39. You know, when you see totals at 44, that total last night at that game was set 44 during the week. I knew that was under. Now, you didn't think it was going to go under. Hell, it's only second time in NFL history a game has finished 11 to 10. Only second time. They've been playing this game for over 100 years. Only time that that happened. But the truth of the matter is defense tonight, I believe the Giants' defense is a little underrated. I think Dallas's defense has been lights out. Of course, Michael Parsons, he could definitely be in conversations early on at the quarter point of defensive player of the year. I mean, those talks were, you know, he got defensive rookie there easily. Hell, he almost won defensive player last year. He won for T, of T.J. Watt. But he's on the path right now, probably in the clubhouse, as defensive player of the year. Okay. Now, tonight, I just think turnovers are key. The team that has the less turnovers is probably going to win. Dallas is a one-point underdog, okay? Um, this is a game that I think that if the offense plays like it did last week against Cincinnati, even though I think Cincinnati's defense is not as good as the Giants have showed us through three weeks, two weeks, really. They've only played two weeks. Dallas should be able to win this game again. I know I picked Philly to win the division. And a lot of that was just like, damn, I heard so many people talk Philly. I had to go look in to see what was going on. I say, okay, I can see it. Well, you know, Dallas, I'd never really liked. This is the most I've been down on Dallas coming off an of offseason in a long time in years being in this business. But I had to really look. I said, okay, it's Philly. But again, until the Giants, until Philly, I'm not putting the commanders in this. Sorry, Glenn. I know he didn't message me every week about why. Hey, we'd be all right. Well, I don't know, man. Okay. I don't know. But until I see Philly and the Giants beat them on the field, no matter who they got at quarterback, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. It's just something about that division. Now, remember, Friday we talked to little Jerry wants quarterback controversy. He said it's a good thing. He said, I want it. That means he's winning. If he come out and play like Dak did for Tony Romo, that's what I want. Who says that? First of all, you ain't got the coach can handle this quarterback controversy. And I don't think you got the locker room that can handle it. Okay? That's just keeping it, that's just keeping it real, 100, as the youngsters say. No cap, as the youngsters say. Dallas. I expect Dallas to go ahead and probably get the victory tonight. But let me tell you something. If Giants win tonight, Oh, man. And you got the Giants sitting at 3-0, and and you got Philly sitting at 3-0, then, 20, then 2020, and Dallas is going to be sitting there at maybe, what, they be 1-2? and two? 
right? What is Dallas coming in today? What were they? They beat Cincinnati and they lost to Tampa, right? So they'd be one and two. Yeah. So if they lose, oh man, what the hell's going on in 2022? Okay. Regardless if it's Cooper or not. It's going to be, it should be an interesting game tonight. I mean, you got Manning's on the cast, Eli, Payton. You know, they get to select, they do 10 games and they get to select the games they do. And, you know, of course, they just started this last year. Eli got a Giants game last year. He got a Giants game this year. Okay. Peyton called that Denver game open up. They get to choose. It's funny how Andy, Peyton don't have nothing to do with the Colts using. Ain't done one of them games yet. But Eli gets to do his Giants game tonight. Should be interesting. Should be interesting tonight. 1-800-707-9760. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to Clark. Clark, you on the sports grind here on Ticket 760 and 1300 The Zone and Fox South Central Waco. What's going on? Uh, nothing much, Virginia. Appreciate you taking the call. Um, I just have something real quick for you, and I know you have an answer. Um, why is the, the fanatics so and the hatred so strong for Obama? And the reason I say that is, the first week when they played Texas close, everybody's like, oh, Obama's over, blah, 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 this and that. And I'm like, first off, I don't think Obama, they, first they respect Texas, but they have no fear for Texas. And they probably don't get up for that game. And at the same time, Alabama, everybody gets up for Obama, but Obama don't get up for everybody. You know what I mean? And everybody was so quick. And I, I keep wondering why everybody keeps looking for these flowers in Alabama and want to dive them and not look at it for what it is. Like, Nick Saban has done a masterful job down there. Why can't you just look at beauty and admire it without hating? That's all I have to say, Madrid. Thanks for the call and peace. All right, Clark. Thanks for checking in. I ain't heard from Clark in a while. Thanks for the phone call, Clark. Um, yeah, the best way I can answer that is fatigue. It's fatigue. It's not really hatred. It's Alabama fatigue. It happens in sports, and it happens with individuals. I mean, why do you think Russ in the office is getting so much criticism through three weeks? Is because it was Russ fatigue all year, all summer, I should say. Comes with the territory. Alabama, make no mistake about it. And let me just clarify something. After, you know, we're in week four of college, let's clarify something, okay? Ohio State handled Wisconsin. You know, they were going to be a tough test for them and stuff like that. Everybody, I believe, in the country has flaws. There's not a dominant, dominant, complete team in college football this year, all right? You know, if you look at Georgia, Georgia didn't look that good this weekend. They pulled away. They looked sloppy. I mean, I thought Georgia was going to kill that team. And, but, but they look sloppy. But it happens. And Clark brought up a good point. It's about getting – and I would think Nick does the best job of getting his kids up to play teams that are getting a check and because they play – they play the ghost, the teams of Alabama pass, and they try to stay in the moment. But I just think the hatred – it's not so much hatred. It's just Alabama fatigue. And, again, you try to find a pimple on Miss America's ass. They are beatable. The difference of it is is that they don't have – I believe the, the the receiver that really takes the top off and puts fear into you. Now, I got to see this develop. I know they've got his receiver hurt, but I just feel that, again, and that's a team that usually gets a little bit better, but this is better. Nick would rather coach under these circumstances where everybody's writing them off. Oh, they're not as good. Texas deal, that was their national championship game. They have digressed every game since then. They didn't look good against UTSA. And out of all that, they're 0-1 in the Big 12 and go down. And the first time Texas Tech didn't beat them since what? Since the Crabtree catch? Yeah, that, I mean, I mean, Barter, how do you feel about this, man? Because I didn't get your really win total on, you know, UT before we started. Because, you know, again, we've been working through this technical stuff. But, what I mean, what do you got to say about Texas, man? The Raiders, guns out? 
Uh, I, I mean, Texas so far has just not been able to play a full a full game, you know, a full four quarters. Uh, the UTSA game, I don't necessarily think that they regressed. It's just, hey, you, Jeff Trailer is a damn good football coach, uh, but you saw the depth from Texas just outlast, uh, kind of like how with Alabama is. Alabama will sit there sometimes and just play and play, and then it's just the fact that they have so many four or five-star guys back up after backup after backup. Uh, it's, you know, I think realistically – I, I find it funny that everybody still pulls up the whole Sam Ellinger thing, saying that Texas is back, Texas is back. I mean, as diehard as I am, I don't think we're back. We're in the right direction. Uh, I'm not saying that just because we got Quinn, it was going to be national championship or even next year with Arch, you know, depending on who wins that starting quarterback battle. But I would say, you know, hey, eight wins, nine wins in a bowl game win, that's that's – for me, that's the likelihood for this season. All right, well said. I mean, I, again, let me just back up a little bit. I don't like to put everybody, you know, in the same category, say all Texas fans. So, no, you know, Bartlett's right. There are some Texas fans that never really claimed that they were back. But, they, you know, it was a lot of juice after the Alabama. It was a lot of moral victory talk after Alabama. And, no, maybe step back is too harsh to say, but make no mistake about it. That team that came out and played Alabama, they didn't come out against the Roadrunners like that. They didn't. I think experience took over. I think in depth and just better players took over. But they didn't come out with their hair on fire, especially defensively, like they did at Alabama. And I've been saying this for years. Alabama has a national championship game they've got to play every Saturday. Because that you you could lose all the other games in your schedule. But if you I mean, you're looking at a team in the last what, 15 years or however long this run's been with Nick. I think they've lost what two games in a season, maybe once. Or a couple times, you usually only get them once or twice in the regular season. So imagine that team that gets them, that university, you could lose every other game on the schedule. But if you beat them, it's all world for you. But I definitely think everybody, including Ohio State, has some flaws this year. And I think what you're seeing by what Middle Tennessee did, and that's why I think Trailer is in a perfect situation down here in UTSA, the way college is going, because everybody can play with anybody, especially if it's on a neutral field, depending on the level, because the recruiting is getting more out there spread around. So I hope I answer your question the best I can, Mr. Clark. But tonight... Um, we'll see what happens tonight in MetLife. Um, you know, either it's going to be Giants take a 3-0, and that's I don't even know when Giants play Philly, but I guarantee you if they beat Dallas tonight, we'll find out real quick when those two teams meet for the first time, speaking of the Giants. But I think if Cooper Rush can come out and not turn the ball over and they can rely on Zeke and get Pollard in the offense, I think this is a game tonight Dallas should be able to win, even with Cooper Rush and, and hand Giants their first, their first loss. As long as they protect the ball – and good clock management, okay? Clock management. Nathaniel, Nathaniel Hackett just getting on the bike. They still got training wheels on him. Damn, Mike McCarty been a, a Super Bowl coach. What's his excuse when it comes to clock management? Maybe he should hire somebody too. Yeah, keeping receipts on y'all. Special thanks to the producers of the show, Jonas Clark. Special thanks to Bartlett spinning the one and twos. San Antonio, Austin. Del Rio, people up in Tyler, Waco, Temple, Colleen, people up in Tyler, people in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning before you hit the snooze button and before you were out the rack, just ask yourself, you grind in peace. See you tomorrow.